Hello, and welcome to Read, Watch, and Wine. In today's podcast, we're going to review the book-to-movie adaptation of Stephen King's Pet Cemetery. We will begin with the publisher's summary. When Dr. Lewis Creed takes a new job and moves his family to a rural town in Maine, this new beginning seems too good to be true. Yet despite the town's tranquility, there's an undercurrent of danger that lingers, like the graveyard in the woods near the Creed's home, where generations of children have buried their beloved pets. Behind the pet cemetery, there's another burial ground, one that lures people to it with seductive promises and ungodly temptations. A blood-chilling truth is hidden there, one more terrifying than death itself. Thank you for joining us, and here's the review. Hey, podcasters! We're here! Hello! Hey! The ladies of Read, Watch, and Wine. I'm Rhea. Champagne. Treva. And Lynn. And today we're going to be discussing Pet Cemetery. Ooh, yeah. The 1989 version movie uh, compared to the book by Stephen King. So the book was written by Stephen King. And interestingly, this movie, the screenplay was written by Stephen King. It was directed by Mary Lambert. So let's dive right in. Love Pet Cemetery. You love Pet Cemetery? Mm-hmm. Why? I just think it was an interesting story. I remember actually seeing the movie of Pet Cemetery when I was younger, um, but I had never read the book, so it was kind of cool to bring them both together. Yeah, I feel like when I was younger, this movie was super scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> right. Yes, and so reading the book, because of course, you know, I did it in reverse also this time around because I watched the movie so many years ago. The book was really boring. Because it wasn't scary. And um, so anyway. I felt like I was waiting for it to be scary <laughs> as I was reading it. Like Because I know growing up, I always heard how scary this movie was. And I hadn't watched it just because I didn't really care for scary movies when I was younger. So I didn't watch it. But I was reading the book. And I was like, all right, I'm waiting for something to like <laughs> hook me in and make me scared. Right. <laughs> And it didn't. Right. So I'm curious, Champagne, because you know, you hate scary movies and you were angry that we had to read and review this book. So I found myself in the middle of the night reading and thinking, okay, maybe I should put this down because I'm expecting it to be something scary is about to happen. So I was like, you know, I don't want to dream about this. (laughs) So I kept putting it down thinking that it was going to get scary. And you're right. It didn't. Never got scary. So it's a thriller. But now we getting more scary books. No, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, Stephen King. No scary books. Because then you'll kind of know the theme of him and how it is. It's it's more like jumpy. You can say more jumping and um, thriller, but not scary. I think I was just waiting for that awe factor, like that really made me think of Stephen King. I guess I've seen Stephen King's movies. Or books to movies, like from like The Shining and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for something to be like trap me in and be like, oh my God, this is scary. But it wasn't. I mean, it was, 
I guess, a suspense thriller. Yeah. So it kind of made you think about, like, if you were in that situation, how what would you do type mm-hmm. thing? But nothing that scared me. <laughs> so I was reading the book and the intro in the book where Stephen King goes into so much detail about mm-hmm. how he wrote this book, what motivated him to write it, and how it was one of the scariest things that he ever wrote. Yeah. And how he so, didn't intend on releasing it, too. Yes, mm-hmm. because of the fact that it was so scary. So I'm thinking, oh, gosh, this is going to be a scary book. And it just it didn't live up to sort of the expectation but then when I realized why he was calling it scary and because yes. it mirrored a situation that really happened in real life to him. Now I get why he thought it was scary because he kind of took that situation and expounded upon it where his child ended up dying in the story. So that is kind of scary to bring something like that to life. But I wasn't fearful at all no, reading the book. Thank God, though. <laughs> right, right. But then I started watching the movie and the movie wasn't scary at all. For me either and I was thinking okay maybe the book made it so that the movie wasn't scary because I feel like way back when it was or is it just that I'm older now and I wasn't I think I'll back in that time period yeah too. it was it was scary because we were waiting to see it I think it might have even come out maybe around Halloween time I can't remember when I saw it but I just I remember it it was it was scary it was more of the earlier scary movie so you really we weren't really prepared for a scary movie when I went to see it right especially a scary movie of that concept mm-hmm. like you had other movies like the exorcist or whatever that you know about like possessions and this yes. was like your own loved one yes. coming back possessed but still themselves in a way so i guess it was a a new level of um scary i guess i should say i feel like the movie does follow the storyline i mean i i think the adaptation was on point there were minor modifications for instance judd's wife didn't exist in the movie right i was kind of disappointed about but i understand that she really wasn't that relevant Right. <laughs> <laughs> to use Ray's words. But they followed the storyline, I yeah. thought, in the yes. 1999 adaptation very well. And I think it has to do with the fact that Stephen King wrote the screenplay. Right. So yes. He was trying right. to mirror his book. So I think it did really well. But the one thing, I don't know if y'all noticed this, and it could just be me, but... I probably noticed it. In the 1989 (laughs) version, like, everybody had baby blue eyes except for the main character, um, Louis Creed. But everybody had these bright baby blue eyes. And it was just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I peeped none of that. Yeah. I, I did peep it. I do remember it. And it really came out to me when there was somebody, I think it was the nurse. It was somebody who's like, they were talking and their eyes were so wide. And I was like, what the <laughs> heck? Like, it's like they took a flashlight and were flashing it on her eye the whole time she was talking. It was so bright. I literally missed all of that. Yeah. yeah. I can't even label or name one person whose eyes were blue. I, I didn't pick it up at all. Everybody but the main Well, now guy. you're telling me. But like, <laughs> yeah. Go back watch it because it just threw me I mean it may not have been everybody but it was so significant to me that I'm like and plus I'm peeping out like the limited diversity in the movie because there were no minorities in that movie and so I'm looking at it and then all of a sudden I see all of these baby blue eyes that's a random fact that you noticed yeah put that out there yeah so I mean you're contagious Lynn you are contagious (laughs) right 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 did y'all also notice the horrible acting (laughs) 
<laughs> See if you know the steps. But for that time. I don't know. Yeah, in that time period, people couldn't ask. You cannot say that <laughs> when we watch 1939 movies and they're amazing actors. No, they're not. I don't know of an amazing actor. Um, no. Oh, I watched a, a couple of black and white movies that are absolutely amazing actors, actors and actresses. So I don't, I don't take that. Excuse. I don't. Yeah. See, I don't this think they, I think the expectation of acting was very, the bar was so low back then. It That's was just, what I'm It was so much moving feeling. from the comedy and the, what is it? Like the slapstick type acting and oh. then it moved into, you know, they had before this time period, you know, you had like the Mary Poppins and the, da, 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 those kind of acting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like they didn't know what to do when it came to movies but I was like, dude, like, no facial expressions, no nothing. Like, what do you think? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, Judd, I think, was great, though. Okay, Judd so was my I favorite. Argue, I'm going to argue with the acting, y'all. Okay. Like, seriously. Like, I don't want to mention any more other movies, but one all-time great movie. Well, one of the all-time great movies. It's a Wonderful Life or the... I don't necessarily think It's a Wonderful Life was great acting either. I think it was a great James story. James Stewart? Yeah. I, what? I just think it was a great story. You want to know something? I've never seen that movie. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you do? You do? Oh, wait, I'm like, oh, I've never seen It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful life. I was yeah. thinking, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, okay. oh, that's why we were that's that quiet. Why, me too. Oh, I'm like, I'm good acting. What is the other one? Right. Um, with the, she had a uh, black mom. The what, um, um, imitation of, of life. You cannot my sit here movie. and tell me okay. the acting. There's two versions then. of those that movie. One of them was completely horrible, black and white, and they remade it in its color, and that one was better. But those people actually won like my point Emmys. Is yes, but it doesn't matter. The you date. realize the quality change from 1989 from, from not winning any Emmys to winning Emmys. The actors made a difference. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, so it should she, be no... She's, she's defending that just because it was an older movie doesn't mean... It exactly. had to be so but bad. But Okay. We're going to agree to disagree on this one. Yeah. <laughs> but the acting was, was pretty poor, except for Judd, who is my favorite. Yes, I Judd's love Judd. Judd's accent was exactly what I imagined Me when too. I was reading the book. Me too. That's what I was thinking to myself. I and saying, he looked Judd. just like Judd. Yes. Like, he like <laughs> walked up in the overalls, and I was like, yes, I'm Judd. I think of, like, he Judd's was in a lot of movies. The yeah, um, Oh, yeah, the monsters. The monsters. Yeah. I thought the little girl was pretty good in the 1989 version. I forget her name. Ellie? Ellie. 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 Uh-huh. I thought she was a pretty good actress. I think she was too. Yeah. I think she was good and I think her little brother did pretty good too. Did he have a role? The brother. Gage. That was one. Gage. Gage. The blonde. Gage and, went with, <laughs> with a killer. He's the main Remember I, I told you it was the twin? <laughs> But not it was the wrong movie. But Gage was Gage was the killer. What we were talking about. Sorry. Remember when Gage? I get it. I'm okay. sorry. Cause you said the same thing. Movies. Okay. Um, I was yes. Like, I was like, what was this talking play, about? Yeah, with the Gage was good. Yeah. He was cute. Was yeah. Gage played hide and seek. No fear. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought he did cute. All right, so since we talked a little bit about the casting, you want to just move into that? We all love Judd. Yes. 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 Who? Jack. I don't I, don't, I know. don't know. I don't I looked him up and I did not look to see if he was still alive or yeah. not. Because I actually have loved him all throughout his career that I've been able to see. 
Well, when I was rewatching the movie, um, at my parents were there, and both of them were like, "Oh, he's from the monsters," mm-hmm. and I remember the monsters, but not as well as them, obviously. And I was just like, huh? I'm just "Trying to understand." What? And then I was like, oh, "Okay, okay, okay." Because I, I actually see. remember it very well too. So I don't <laughs> what, know about the that. Monsters? Yes, uh, that was I like no my favorite. What? Oh my gosh, yeah, that was no. my favorite. I remember the Adams family, but I, don't oh, know. No. I mean, I remember the monsters, but not enough to like see the actor and be like, "Oh, that, he's from the monsters." I was like oh, yeah, okay so be. so wait in the movie yeah. remember after the little boy Gage killed Judd and his mom and then Lewis walked over to Judd's house and it looked like a haunted house all of a sudden yes why well first of all to me that old rickety house looked haunted <laughs> no, I mean the in inside the beginning. though it wasn't the it inside wasn't got changed really, oh it had changed it was like a hallucination yeah oh I was about to say why yeah cause it was like everything was um off, shifted uh, yeah. and it, looked, it literally looked like a haunted house the pictures house. were off, weird. All, off well keel. it's funny cause I was like Gage what did you do <laughs> and then next thing you know it turned back to like normal I was like oh that was in his imagination yeah. and <laughs> did you guys catch Stephen King in that movie I did not he played the minister. Do you remember the minister at the funeral for Judd's wife? I do remember that scene, but yes. I don't know what Stephen King yeah. looks like. Stephen so. King was the minister in there. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. His little cameo. Uh-huh. Well, he, he is the man. Well, I mean, and he did the screenplay, so I don't see why not. You should have just directed it to Stephen King. Right. Did everything else. You should have just dragged right. me in. Well, I was reading that he did have a say in who directed it. Like, so he was very hands-on for this movie. Good. Which okay. explains to me why it was so on point as it relates to Which uh, is what I love. I yeah. just love when it when it's like you read it and you see exactly mm-hmm. what you read. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what about okay. Lewis? How'd you like Lewis? Um... I actually did like Lewis. I'm sorry. Lewis is who? The father. The the the, the dad. husband. The husband, yeah. Creed? Lewis oh, Creed. Lewis Creed, I'm sorry, yes. The mm-hmm. the dad, the one who actually buried the, yes. the kid. The main character. Yes, the main character. See if you use the words such as main character, <laughs> I would know who you're talking about. That's why I turn I look at you like seriously. I got the evil eye like, how do you not know the <laughs> Exactly. It's but like, is he now like I didn't look him up, but oh, I'm still an actor. Yeah, yes. I was He's like, in a I, bunch of things. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's what I was saying. I recognize his face immediately. Yeah, yeah too. I did too, but you know I'm He's terrible a little, with the a little names. bit older now, but yeah. I um, hope so. <laughs> but I'm saying his picture years. is like a lot yeah. older. Yeah. yeah. And then what about Rachel? Because Rachel just seems so old in comparison to him during this, at that time she frame. She did. She did to me I too. I mean, I still liked her, but I liked her too, but she, she did so seem old older in comparison. Him. I agree, but I do think that she fit in well with her parents who were these yes. kind of like uppity, you're too not good enough for my daughter yes. type people. So yes. like her mannerisms and how she portrayed herself, I think she did a good job at that. Because you could see her like playing tennis at a country club. Yeah. <laughs> you know? In her skirt. Okay, can we talk about her sister, who I thought was supposed to be close in age, but looked like she was... Well, I know she had some, like, body, like, just... They did a good job with that. But, she no, really it was a man like in a I dress. Like that. Yeah, I didn't like It was that. a man playing that role. Yeah. That was, um... Andrew. Andrew, yeah. Well, I don't understand why Andrew Alabaster needed to be played Zelda. Why? Yeah, I don't know. For one thing, he was not an attractive woman, and I don't know why they did that. But two, he seems so old. 
He did. And I thought it was her sister that may have been a couple of years older Older. than her. And I realized they were trying to convey the fact that maybe she looked older because of all the stress that her body was going through with the disease that she was carrying. But she just seemed too old. Yeah. I thought she was supposed to be that much older than her. And that was the issue. It's like you got this little girl trying to take care of this big sister. I mean, I assume she was probably like 10 years older than her. Oh, Oh, see, I I didn't picture that. I I was thinking like five years at most. (laughs) Me too. Which meant that she... Wouldn't have looked that old in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I didn't get that. Didn't make any sense. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. The Okay, so the little boy. What was his name? Gage. Gage. He made a, a phone call to his dad once he was over Judd's house. And said, Daddy, I'm here? Yes. Daddy, you want to come play? Because <laughs> demons and evil people can do things okay. more than right. just regular kids. So I need kids. to an explanation. Yeah. Because. So when you become a monster demon because you've been buried and came back to life, <laughs> then you have extra skills and abilities. <laughs> I don't understand. You what, being I don't understand. <laughs> because you were one in your previous life. <laughs> I don't understand what happened. Like, I remember the phone call, but I don't understand what was the well, question. Well, he was, a he was more boy. verbal and talkative oh, as he was, was a phone. demon versus him being three years old is what he looked like to me. Be able to dial a oh, phone and make a phone uh-huh, call. Because he was like flying the kite and all of a sudden the kite and... What? No. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking no, about because we're not no, talking about that. Not, too. No, it wasn't. No. It was part one, but that's not the scene that we're discussing. <laughs> We're discussing the scene when he's already come back to life. Oh, I know. But I was thinking back to the scene when he went out there and was... Whose tummy was that? (laughs) (laughs) We need some wine to go with that. Um, Yeah, so Gage, I was thinking when the scene when he was going after the kite, like when he was ran over, which was so like, oh, a little shoe flying with blood on it. But um, he was actually talking. He was like, go, are you laughing at me? She fly with blood on it. <laughs> you remember the scene? It was like, yeah. I, don't, I mean, usually it's like, oh, he was so little and got hurt. She said, oh, she fly with blood on it. What's wrong with her? That's why I love Stephen King. But yeah, he was talking a little bit then when he was over there, um, when he was walking towards the kite and flying the kite. But I guess you're right. He was also the point is here to dial a number, people. <laughs> well, also, when they when um when Nils was carrying him to the burial grounds, he had this like little doll like person in his arms mm-hmm. that he was holding up. And then that right there makes me think of like a two year old or a three year old, not somebody that can pick up a phone and dial a number. He doesn't have to dial the number. He just goes, "Call Daddy." I mean, he opened he did his eyes real wide and said, "Says Call Daddy." Demons yeah. can do that. Well, wait, right. I have a, I have a, um, <laughs> uh, a thought. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he actually didn't call. And it was Lewis's imagination because when he walked in the house, it was all like torn apart and like a um, haunted house. So maybe he was actually hallucinating that because the demon telepathically made him think that. Yeah, Bam, that's a good point. Mm. But you know, you could be right because all that hallucination was going on through the whole story. Like all this, I'm here. Which back then, (laughs) which back then, like that was the scary movie. Like that was it. All the. Yeah, you're right. I'm here, Daddy. You hear me? I'm in the background. How about Victor Pascal? Victor, I I like him. I thought he was funny. Yeah. Yeah. How did that? Did you picture him from the book when you're reading it? Yeah, actually, I didn't. I don't. I didn't have a visual of what I thought he would look. like. I thought he would be a little bit younger, but. 
That's who I pictured. I, I just thought he would be a little more messed up. I mean, so half your head off was that graphic. Because half his head was missing. Yeah. That wasn't messed up enough for you? But like no, his, not Victor. His, ketchup his whole blood head was there. Was like oh, the ketchup so blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. His head and wasn't missing. Walking around. Half his face was supposed to be yeah, missing. It was all gone. Victor's? Yes. Yes, he was hit by a truck. I know he was hit by a truck, but I feel like I could see his eyes and everything clearly when he was talking. Yeah, uh, yeah you could. But he was supposed yeah. to have half his face and, like, side of his head mm-hmm. missing his brain. But you're saying it should have been out. more. Mm-hmm. It should have gotcha. been more. I mean, they could do that. Okay, so Pet <laughs> Cemetery, the 1989 <laughs> version, there was a Pet Cemetery too, around that same year. Maybe, like, two or three years yes, after. 1992. 1992. And so that was an interesting movie where they sort of carried the story out. And they weaved in, like, the Creed family because they yeah. kind of showed the house. And, and the mailbox. And, and yeah. the kids were telling the old story of the past, but they carried the same Pet cemetery theme yes. in it. Right. Did you guys, what did you guys think of that part two? Version? I liked it. I mean, I it didn't, it's, I don't, we don't really have anything to compare it to as far as a book. Right. But I thought it was a nice part two. I feel like it was a little, I, I think it changed with the times because I think it was a little bit more scary. Like it had some scary parts that made, well, at least it made me jump because I'm a prone. But that doesn't but really take much, right? It, do, it really doesn't. <laughs> but I did like it. it you were jumping a lot throughout yeah. the movie. That Pet Cemetery 2 was also directed by Mary Lambert. It really kind of flowed with the same theme because mm-hmm. it was the same director. But it doesn't look like Stephen King was involved at all. I don't know, to me, it was a little bit more, how Ray was saying, um, like that slapstick kind of funny. Mm-hmm. The um, the stepdad who was walking around Gus trying to like oh my gosh, kill Gus. everybody. I felt like he was, he was playing like, well, like kind of toying with them. Yeah. So he was trying to be funny, trying to like kill everybody and make them like him. But at the same time, I took it more in a joking manner. But I'm also not a person that gets scared from scary movies. So maybe I just took it really like a joke. It's interesting <laughs> to me too because Gus from that movie, I think it was the beginning of the end for him because I swear that's all that's his role in every movie he ever played after that. Yeah. Gus the cop. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did he does play that that kind of role in every movie. You're right. I mean yeah, he did a good job, but I, it's just I thought that I was interesting. And then the the little boy in the movie, I forget his name, that was from the Terminator. Yeah. Or Term yeah, he played in the Terminator. What was his name? I can't Sean Connery. Huh? I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't it like Sean Connor? It was his name was um, Connor in the Terminator movie, yeah. but I was trying to think of his like, oh his real actual name. like you know in real life yeah his real life name <laughs> the guy that I thought was the lady from Long Edward Order. Furlong Edward Furlong is his real name yeah so he's the guy that he played oh, in that yes. so I don't know if that I wonder if that was Edward his Furlong name. that's the one that struggled so hard in yeah. the, in his life yeah. yeah with the drug addiction and things yeah, yeah. poor thing. So this may have been Child his actors. breakout movie. I know, right? Poor thing. But you know, it sounds like he's doing well now. So we wish him the best. All right. So let's go ahead and give a vote for Pet Cemetery, And we will not include Pet Cemetery 2 in the vote. But I just right. figured we would mention it. Right. right. I'll start. And I actually want to give this a full glass. I think the adaptation was on. Wait, I want you to start first. Okay. Not messing with you. Keep going. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I actually, now I'm going to take my turn. Okay. <laughs> but um, I actually agree 1000%. Like, I think that Stephen King writing the book for one and then the screenplay 
and having a say and who was the like director of the movie, I think that it was pretty spot on, so I give it a full glass. I get a full glass too. <laughs> you waiting for me to stop, huh? I was like, yeah, I love it. Because you're saying everything I'm thinking, but yes, I agree. Full and glass for me. Champagne? I agree also. Okay, so there it is. We got a full bottle of wine. Everybody gave Woo! it a full glass. Yay! Alright, so hopefully you enjoyed that review of the book to movie of Pet Cemetery, the 1989 version. Yes. We will be reviewing the 2019 version on our next podcast. So you got listen to here. Subscribe, subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, read, watch, wine. And talk about our podcast to people and share our information so that they can tune in also looking for sponsors so we can mention the wine we're drinking here yes right so let us know you out okay bye